0: See the Angelo. Music. You're listening to Sports Day. Ah, uh, thanks for being with us on Sports Day on a massive Melbourne Cup day. We do it all for Kia's Epic Range, the Kia Sportage, Celtos, the EV6 GT. Sam Hargrave is in for Kane. Jared Healy, of course, here for Maccas. 30 days, 30 deals is back at Maccas. And Jared. Uh, Whilst we've been basking in the glory uh, that is the Melbourne Cup, it's a massive night for Australian cricket tonight. The Aussies uh, could get up into the top two if they can get a big win over Afghanistan at the World Cup. They've got one game after this against Bangladesh. Uh, Afghanistan, who have been the surprise packet of the tournament tonight. Great win over England that really gets uh, Mm. everybody up and about and refocuses us on the cricket. Um, How have you been
1: taking – because you've been away. I've been away. I haven't followed it as closely, starting to – get into it a bit uh, over the last week or so Australia's been a uh, slow start obviously they have started to come good five wins in a row but they're miles behind India everyone's miles behind India at the present time mm. but uh, you don't have to, you don't win it in uh, November early November you win it in late November or is it going through to Christmas time? Oh, we think we might just get done on Christmas Eve. Okay. And then what a way to
0: welcome Santa. Uh, actually, Santa's going to actually de- deliver the match ball out into the middle. Fantastic! Uh, so that's a great way to finish off the uh, the World Cup. It does go for a while. The new format with everyone playing each other once, it does tend to drag out. Too
1: long for mine, but nevertheless, we're getting to the business end.
0: We are, and a bit of controversy last night, which is, a, which is a good chance to bring in a very special guest of ours, who's quite uniquely placed yep. because he resides in Australia. He won the Corns medal for the best
1: commentator uh, through the Ashes series.
0: And rightly so. Yep. Um, resides in South Australia uh, and now one of the great cricket writers, but born and raised in India. So he can he's mm. as uniquely placed and well placed as anyone to tell us exactly, uh, can Australia beat India? Can anybody I'd speak, of course, of one of SEN Cricket's very own, Barrett and the best dressed man in cricket.
2: Hello, Barrett hello guys before we even get anywhere can we please even stop joking about this uh, tournament lasting till the world <laughs> cup i'm already in a lot of trouble at home yeah if it does then uh you know santa might need to give me a new wife because like you know i don't think the current one's gonna uh <laughs> agree to uh, uh stay back because look it's been such a long year uh yeah. and i, I and I, I do take a lot of pride in having won the cons medal but uh, uh nothing right now will uh please a more rather than Australia not making it to the final yep. and me getting back. But obviously, I'm not of that kind. I'm waiting here till the final.
1: Have you found yourself probably just slacking off a little bit, basking your own personal glory of uh, picking up the <laughs> chords medal? I mean, it's hard to go back-to-back. Back. Uh, Mark Zara did it today. Or are just hoping that uh, you're not going to drop your standards?
2: Uh, no, no, not at all, Jared. I mean, look, um, the one thing I've learned uh, having attended... Uh, 16 years of press conferences from cricketers and yep. other athletes is um, yeah you just take one day at a time okay. you just want to get better what do you want to do is to be in the best in the world so i'm just like uh, uh impersonating every every athlete i've spoken to and i am the same like you know i have my competitive juices flowing i just transcribed an adam zampa interview where he spoke about once he's done, he's done. But yeah. for now, he's ultra competitive, and uh, you know he's coming off having played his most satisfying ODI, and yes. I'm coming off my most satisfying year as a Good. commentator, especially uh, in the cons rankings. Anyway,
1: well, there's no question about that. Uh, I haven't uh, picked up the rankings for this series. Uh, I think we're just going to uh, keep it uh, for the finals. But nevertheless, let's get stuck into the real elements of this uh, particular tournament. And it, there was a blow-up overnight. There was yeah. a controversial. Decision and um, it has made a few in Australia uh, potentially just have a look, have a, uh, have, a have a second uh, look at their decision to go rules are rules, because I was one who wasn't overly comfortable with the besto stumping, but uh, got held down uh, by all and sundry. But uh, this particular mm-hmm. one, all of a sudden, everyone doesn't think rules are rules as much anymore.
2: And I think it's there are some some laws in that book. And you know, I do some umpiring on the side. So uh, I'm very much uh, aware of uh, uh, the MCC uh, laws book. And it's it's it's, a timed out is something we've all like quietly always wanted to experience in our life. But it's one of those things, right? It's (laughs) one of those eclipses that you'll never see. But then in an international match, in a World Cup match, and that too involving two extremely senior players in Shakib Al-Hassan and Angelo Matthews, we get to see one and uh the, yeah I, I i was watching it like while just previewing the australia afghanistan game watching australia train this game was going on on the television we yeah. weren't sure of what had happened yeah and then once it dawned upon us we were like wow yeah like you know we are alive we had to pinch ourselves to know that we were alive for the first ever time out in international cricket and um again i think it's the laws been there for so long uh that people just like really didn't uh, give it a second look or see if it's rigid or if it needs to be altered because nobody ever thought it would happen in an international mm. game. Uh, which is why I think the umpires were confused to an extent. Angelo Matthews was uh, extremely upset. Uh, he had some choice words for Shakib and the Bangladeshi team at the end of the day. Uh, and it's not always that, that a fourth umpire actually is interviewed during an innings break. But it yeah. just tells you how... Um, not controversial, but how contentious the whole thing was. Um, and there you go. Uh, you'll now make sure, uh, many every other cricketer will make sure that they carry the right helmet and make sure uh, they are in position to take strike uh, before they're timed out.
0: So, Brad, the, the rule, and you would be very familiar with this, and it's never, ever been exercised in 146 years oh. of international cricket, but the rule... 40.1.1 states that after the fall of a wicket or the retirement of a batter, the incoming batter must, unless time has been called, be ready to receive the ball or for the first uh, or for the other batter to be ready to receive the next ball within three minutes of the dismissal or the retirement. So it gets timed out. But as Usman Kawaja pointed out, Angelo Matthews did actually make his crease, but his helmet strap was broken. So therefore had to go and get another one. So he did actually make his crease, didn't he? And was ready, except for the fact that his equipment, which, we're, which at the moment, with concussion being quite at the forefront of our thinking, hmm. meant that he wasn't probably safe to face is up. Is
1: that true? I read somewhere where uh, that wasn't the case.
0: Well, that's what I'm, that's, that's oh. what I'm asking, Brad. It, it, is there a, a point of order here for Angelo Matthews to say, well, I was ready, but I just when I got there, I realised my equipment was faulty, or is that
2: bad luck? Uh, like, like every law in the in the book, Sam, everything's up to the interpretation of the umpire, right? Even being there, being ready part. But also don't forget that playing conditions always trump the laws of the game. And the playing conditions for this World Cup said, two minutes, not three minutes. Now, as a senior player, you would think Angelo Matthews would have been aware of that. But hmm. again, how often do you speak about being timed out, right? Uh, so that's the first aspect of it. So it was two minutes for Angelo Matthews. And I guess the way the umpires look at it is... Uh, is is the batter has and generally I mean which we get in technos, uh in workshops you attend umpiring workshops you're always told it's I guess being ready also kind of means like once a batter has marked his or her guard uh, that's when you're kind of saying okay from this point on the batter is is in position to face the ball he's just marking his or her guard but because that didn't happen because Angelo Matthews walked to his crease kind of took a step step back uh, and asked for a change of helmet the umpires interpreted in this case that he wasn't ready. But again, it's not often that you have a fielding team appeal for it. And Sri Lanka and Bangladesh have Uh, become the rivalry uh, that flies under the radar. But there is a lot of uh, dislike and distrust between those two teams on and off the field. And I think it had a lot to do with what happened yesterday. And just Shakib's expression when Angelo Matthews walks up to him and pleads to him that, look, withdraw your appeal. You know what's happening. And he just like, you know, points. Shakib just points at the umpire and saying, ask him, mate, I can't do much. Kind of tells you about what was happening. And no wonder Angelo Matthews really let it rip later
1: on. Mm. What would you have
2: done? Oof, um, as the umpire, I would have had no option but to give it out uh, yeah. because. What about now, as the captain? The, would you have sent him out? Um, I mean, look, someone said Angelo Matthews' average is sixty-eight against Bangladesh, but Bangladesh were already knocked out of the tournament. Yeah. Uh, I, I, no, I would, I would have. I mean, I'm not a big spirit versus loss guy when yes. it comes to cricket, but I guess I would have withdrawn the appeal, especially in this extreme scenario it's not that he was just dawdling along and he took his own sweet time to even go get onto the field he, he's there like you said like usman Khawaja said as well rightly and then it's a it's just the fact that his helmet or the strap had come loose so yeah i mean okay i appealed in the heat of the moment but i would have withdrawn the appeal considering it's someone like angelo matthews who you played with then against all these years and he comes and like, kind of explains the situation to you yeah but I guess it's just the needle between these two sides that led to Shakib not withdrawing his appeal.
1: Now that we've passed a few months' time, would you have uh, made Bester walk?
2: Oh, absolutely! I yeah, mean that, okay. without a doubt. I called it the biggest non-event of the Ashes. Yep. Uh, Johnny Besto had no business just walking out of his crease—not yep. once, not twice, but all the time. And Alex Carey just did what every wicketkeeper around the world at all levels of cricket—they uh, just what they do, they including the Bester himself. Including Bester himself. Yeah. And uh, I really thought like Bester's first ball dismissal against Australia three nights ago would uh, have more memes about it than uh, I saw. But I think everybody's moved on except the English, of course.
1: Do you think it's time for Kerry to be reinstated as the keeper in the Australian team? Because uh, the replacement, I don't think, has been all that flash.
2: Uh, I think Josh Inglis has just done enough in a couple of games to uh, with the bat in particular where against New Zealand he came in, they needed some really quick runs, he got it for them. Uh, he got runs in a, a, another game as well prior to that. So I think he's just sort of done enough to um, keep his place in the side. Mm-hmm. And uh, from a selectorial perspective, once they decided to do away with the senior player very early on in this tournament, which we all thought was a panic call after just one game, yep. and they brought Josh Inglis in, you always knew, Jared, that it'll take him to fail at least three or four times on the trot for Alex Carey yeah. to now come back. It's a very tough call to rescind upon and go back on. So, yeah, I don't know whether we'll see Alex Carey in this World Cup, uh, unless, of course, uh, Josh Inglis uh, has two terrible games, which, uh, for his sake, he doesn't. We're
0: speaking of SCN Cricket's own, and Crick Buzz is a preeminent journalist in Barrett's under and who's over at the Does World pre-eminent
1: Cup. preeminent mean number one, or is it? I think so, unless I'm, well,
0: I'll ask a journalist. Am I using that word right,
2: Barrett? Oh, absolutely! I love being called preeminent. Thank you so
0: much. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Before we ask you about Australia and Afghanistan, which is uh, starting in just under half an hour, um, what about the? You're over there at the moment. Why are we not getting big crowds? I'm sure this has been answered, but I haven't heard the, Mm -hmm. the, the the explanation as to why I'm watching Australia v Australia v England the other night, and there's barely anyone there
2: we were told there were 55,000 people there. Like, I think the Ahmedabad Stadium as well, the Modi Stadium is, is such a colossus oh, yeah. that uh, I was told that officially for a cricket match, you can seat up to 98,000 people. Um, so even uh, 55,000 is, is a massive, massive crowd. But then you're like, oh yeah, but there are still 45,000 seats empty. <laughs> so, you know, it's about how you look at it. Uh, but the crowds have really picked up. And one thing you need to know about India is A, it's a really hot and humid part of the year. The air pollution, yeah. air quality is terrible because it's festival season. Uh, um, a lot of control burning as well in the far, in the fields, not too far from the big cities. But then also, uh, you look at stadiums like Bombay, Like there will be a big crowd today because it's in the center of the city, not too far from where I'm staying right now. Obviously, this is where I'm from originally. Uh, and The access is a lot better. Bangalore the same, Delhi the same, Kolkata the same. It's only when you get to these venues like Lucknow or, or even Ahmedabad, which is so far away and it's it's not easy uh, when you are a fan, you know, you're not allowed to take water or most things and then you stand in these long queues in the heat it, it's it's not really fun to do that, I've done that in the past, so uh, that's why you see crowds growing as the match progresses once the sun sets, uh, but now that India are winning and India are looking as indomitable as they have ever in ODI cricket, now you'll see the buzz is picking up and more and more people are coming to the grounds, uh, and who knows, maybe they'll get to see it timed out again
0: Tonight, Australia, Afghanistan, have you done all the number crunching? So it looks to me like with a good win, Australia can get up into the top two. It'll take a big win. But Afghanistan can get up into the top four, can they, if they get the win? It seems like one of the, I suppose, most significant games of the tournament, given what it may or may not mean for, for both the teams coming into this match. And Afghanistan have been the surprise packet of the tournament.
2: Yeah. And the thing is that, you know, they can say that they've upset a few teams like England and Pakistan and Sri Lanka, but they've not felt like upsets. They've been such convincing, comprehensive wins for a team which have just got better and better and better over the years, haven't they? And in these conditions, which they know really well, a lot of their players play in the IPL as well, uh, they've looked like a very professional unit. Uh, they've not been as erratic and emotional as they have been accused of being in the past. Um, and, and that's why they've been able to put the performances they have. And, and it's not just a crucial match for these two teams, like you said, Sam. It's for also for the likes of New Zealand and Pakistan. Because on paper, yes, Afghanistan have to face Australia in, in a couple of hours today here at the 1K Day and then South Africa next, uh, but they're better placed than New Zealand and Pakistan right now because they're on eight points just like those two teams, but they have two games, not just one each for New Zealand and Pakistan. So if Afghanistan can just continue what they're doing um, and you know pull off a big up, uh, this would be an upset if they can upset Australia because Australia do not lose very often to lower ranked teams. Um, and if they can get over the line to a slightly rattled South Africa, Who knows? I mean, they might not just finish fourth, they might finish third. So that's how uh, good a position Afghanistan are in right
1: now. I'll be interested to see how David Warner goes from here on in. He was the batsman of the series for Australia, uh, and still is the batsman of the series for Australia. Mm -hmm. And yet he let himself down in my estimation by going to the press saying that uh, he's making everybody look silly. And he immediately, uh, he immediately <laughs> made an ordinary score. Now, sometimes you're better <laughs> off leaving sleeping dogs lie and mm. uh, letting the cricket gods just uh, forget about you for a while.
2: <laughs> uh, and that's the beauty of uh, uh, what we do, right, in the media. I mean, we have longer careers than these athletes, but they often don't get it. Like, So there's no point, like, Taking a pot shot at 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 the journalists or the media because uh, whatever you do, they're gonna outlast you. Like, but yeah. I guess David Warner has made a habit of it uh, in in recent years, and I think most of it is said in jest. I mean, one line he uses a lot is, "Oh." very soon I'll be done with international cricket and then all of you will have to work harder to get your stories because I just keep giving you stories mm. like he did with this quote as well mm. uh, you spoke of the other day. Um, and, but having um, uh, said that, I mean, he's batted as well as he has yep. in a long, long time. I mean, the, he could have easily made 300s on the trot. Yep. Uh, he started okay against England and then mm. just like, uh, uh, you know, played one too many pull shots on a slow pitch and got out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's in scintillating form and um, I mean I expect him to score runs against this Afghanistan attack on a Bombay pitch, which already has seen a lot of runs being scored. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's he's one of those. He's nearing his end. But uh, you know one thing with David Warner. He will not uh, stay quiet and he That's will right. go uh, out fighting till the yeah. very end.
1: Okay, here's one for your, uh, your social media feed. Are you prepared to say Virat Kohli is a better one-day batsman now than Sachin Tendulkar? Or would you have already said that given uh, how quickly he has got to the record amount of tons?
2: I'm 1.2 kilometers away from the Sachin Tanilka statue, which looks like yes. Steve Smith. Uh, uh, and also the Sachin Tanilka stand. Yeah. I'm around eight kilometers away from where he lives. Uh, but so I have to be very careful with what I say. I'm standing at a balcony here in you yes. <laughs> uh, push you off. But no, I mean, yeah, exactly. I, someone might just come and throw me off. But... I think purely based on numbers, uh, Mm. you just look at Virat Kohli and his 100s, what 4900s into 270 innings and Sachin had to uh, play 400 odd innings, different eras, one day cricket has changed and evolved so much, bats and rules and all of that. Uh, But no, I think the way I would put it is they're 1A and 1B uh, when it comes to the greatest ODI players uh, India has ever had. I mean, when it comes to all-time batters, I don't think anyone will ever come close to such internal curve. But yeah. when it comes to one-day cricket and what Virat Kohli has been able to do, the average and the mm. one-day run chases, uh, he is – I mean, it's up to you, 1A or 1B. I think they're both on par for me.
1: So if there was a World Cup of one test match, one T20 and one 50-over game, and you were playing England – Pakistan and Australia in a uh, in a four, and throw in South Ooh. Africa and uh, whoever else you like. <laughs> Who would you pick, Sachin or Virat? Uh,
2: in twenty twenty three, I would pick Virat Kohli because Sachin Tendulkar is fifty years old. So I think that's ah oh, come option. on, Virat. <laughs> <Barrett, laughs>
1: you, you, nah, you, no. you didn't make the they didn't win the Corn's Medal sitting on the fence making soft calls like nah, that. No, no, no. I would
2: pick Sachin Tendulkar. Okay. I mean, uh, for all of Virat Kohli's. Uh, greatness, and we have to call him a great. He's yeah. a modern-day great. I mean, Sachin Tendulkar was just genius, right? Yeah. Like, not just with the bat. I mean, what he could give to you with the ball on the mm. field as a leader. Nah, I mean, Sachin Tendulkar, you're talking like uh, cricketing royalty here. Yeah. Uh, and Virat Kohli might get there someday, but right now, there's no comparison. She's thought. Run. I would
1: have thought that uh, Kohli is royalty. I, I, I suspect Sachin Tendulkar. Is a higher plane, but uh a deity ooh, almost, with, almost. with all yeah. due respect. Yeah, without that's being good. disrespectful
0: yeah. to um to actual uh religions. But yeah. would he be like
2: that Barat? I, I think he's there. A- <laughs> uh oh, he is. I mean look, uh I grew up in like Sachin Tendulkar, India, right? He makes his debut in 89. I was born in 85. So we grew up with Sachin. And I think Mm -hmm. India grew with with Sachin Tendulkar. And uh, I mean, what he meant to this country, I don't think anyone can can match it. I mean, whether you're a Bollywood star or you're MS Dhoni or Virat Kohli or uh, whoever's to come next. Uh, Because India, like, you know, opened up to the world in the 90s. Uh, The economy just went through the roof. And Sachin Tendulkar played a significant part through all of that. I mean, he was responsible for uh, uh, all of that, like, you know, so he was, I mean, I've always said, Sachin Dilkar has been the heartbeat of India for especially my generation Mm. and many other generations. So I don't think anyone can come close to that. Yeah, you're right. He is a, he is a deity. Uh, And uh, I just wish that his statue uh, looked a little more like him than Steve Smith.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He's got vertigo at the present time. Uh, Let's hope the statue stays uh, upright. (laughs) Tell me, who led the charge from a physical perspective for the Indian cricket team? Because uh, for a long time, when I was growing up, it was a, it was a talented side, but never physically attuned as a professional side.
2: Um, I think it happened over time. Uh, even you go back into the late 90s, uh, we started getting a lot of physios from Australia. Uh, Andrew Kokkinos was the first guy, Andrew Leeper spent a lot of time uh, with the team. And then, you know, you started getting all these foreign consultants, Bob Simpson was with the team yep. in the 99 World Cup. Uh, I think John Wright, when he took over as India's first proper foreign coach okay. uh, in the year 99-2000, I think that's where the whole thing happened. The 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 change happened Um, and all the money that flowed into Indian cricket as well. We started getting better outfields, more exposure, um, and then Greg Chapel played a huge role, even though you know he created quite a few controversies while he was here uh, in making India a more professional side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in recent times, in the last ten years, it, it's not just with cricket. I think Virat Kohli has single-handedly made India a fitter country. Yeah, uh, okay. You know, so many people who are not even involved with cricket have started going to the gym and wanting a body like Virat Kohli mm-hmm. just because of what he is and how disciplined he is.
0: Well, I was going to leave it to Jared, but, but we we do need to ask a question. Eight no in this tournament, and all the pressure that comes with it being a home tournament, and 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 a, and a tournament that they haven't won in a little while, Barat. Mm. So all the pressure seems to be on India, but they're handling it brilliantly, undefeated at the moment. Are they unbeatable? Who's the most likely, if anyone, to be able to knock them off mm. in a final?
2: Oof, I, they do look unbeatable right now, don't they? I mean, India, South Africa was built up as the big, uh, you know, clash of the titans, but. Uh, yeah that went the same way the other games have gone Uh, they've just uh, I mean with the ball or with the bat like generally with an Indian team who does well in white ball cricket you'll be talking a lot about their batters but I mean, they're bowling on pitches which have really offered very little to other bowlers. I mean, their fast bowling has been as good as we've ever seen in the history of the game. Uh, Shami and Bumrah and Bomat Siraj. And then you have Jadeja and Kuldeep Yadav doing their thing. So, uh, it's it's very rare for an Indian team to look so indomitable, even when they won in 2011. They lost a game, they tied a game at the start, and then they came back into the tournament. Uh, this is like, uh, we I don't think we've ever seen an Indian team do what this one has done already. A lot of that has to do with Rohit Sharma as captain, and just the way he leads the side, very different to every other captain we've had, somewhat similar to Dhoni, but still different. Um, but uh, like every Indian fan will tell you, yes, they might go 9-0 when they beat Netherlands in a few days' time. Uh, but they have that bad record in knockouts. But if there ever was an Indian team, you would back to get over that hoodoo and get over the line. It is this one. And, and honestly, and I'm not saying this because uh, you know I'm Australian, you're Australian, we're all talking on Australian tele- on, on radio, but the only team that can still beat India, in my opinion, is Australia because of the aura that what the edge that Australia have always had over mm. India in big games. So that's the only team I can see them star- see stopping them. Uh, nobody else, to be honest.
1: Whilst you running hot, why is the highest-paid T20 cricketer in the world not getting a game for Australia in a 50-overs game? And that's Cameron Green. I think he's the highest-paid. If not, he's close to. Uh, no,
2: nah, he's right up there and on his home ground as well. Uh, look, I think uh, he was all set to miss out the previous game as well, if yeah. not for uh, both Glenn Maxwell and Mitchell Marsh missing out for different reasons. So uh, he looked the best he has in a while, to be honest. He, so he made his 40 yard. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's just been such a long year for him, Jared being away from home for uh, for a young man who's never done it before. what so He said the other day, I asked him the seven months he spent in India. That cannot be easy uh, no. when you've not been exposed to these conditions before. So, uh, 14, 14 nights, he slept on his own bed in the last, uh, in those seven, Sweet. eight months. Uh, so, I think it's just catching up with him, but it, it, like he showed in the last game, um, he you know what he he has to offer, but it's just that he just doesn't fit into the balance of the side regularly enough and his performances have dropped in the last few months. So, no, surprise. Surprises that he's become more a fringe player than a a certainty, like a Marcus Stoinis. Um, But this is just his first World Cup. Well, watch out for him. He has many more World Cups to come.
1: I know we have to wrap it up, but I think we're going to learn from this. And we're going to start sending these guys home for a week, mid-tour like this, or mid-season. Go home for two weeks, come back, and keep yourself fresh
2: absolutely and you know in this is, you're talking about 2023 it's so much more possible to do that yeah. than uh, maybe it was even 5 7 years ago um so uh, I'm sure that's going to come into play uh, because it's not just international cricket anymore, right? We've spoken this so about this so no many times in the past where cricket is headed. You, the players are going to be playing in all these different leagues, and uh, the onus will be on the international uh, cricket body or the national cricket body eventually to really take care of them because there's more value in it for them than any of these other franchises they play for. So, yeah, I think that. That is something uh, I, I do see happening, which is why you get breaks as well. I mean, Australia got the six-day break at the right time after mm. the New Zealand game. Mm. Some of them stayed back in the hills and some obviously played golf, as we know. But it, it's good that these breaks have been, like, added to the schedule these days.
0: Right, we've got to go let you get your seat. The game's about to start. We love your work. The Raining Cane Corns medalist. And we can't wait to hear you back on SEN as our summer starts as well. But enjoy the rest of the World Cup, my friend.
2: Thank you so much, guys. And Jared, don't you worry. I I'm very proud of having that title, and I'm not letting it go anytime soon. Okay, keep up the good work, Brett. We'll be
0: following you greatly as always. That was our Cricket World Cup update for Henley Homes. Henley's new home designs with drop prices, all the luxuries in our seven-star energy efficiency, and a quick community update too. Uh, for our very good friends at Fire Coat, be alert and be prepared this bushfire season. Start the date on all bushfire warnings online with Vic Emergency, vicemergency.vic.gov.au. And this community update is all thanks to the new Fire Coat, the first paint proven. To protect property in the high risk fire conditions. It's available at Bunning's Warehouse. They're not far away from getting underway uh, between Australia and Afghanistan. So looking forward to seeing that unfold throughout the course of the night. And we've got a little bit more to unfold as we continue on for the big second, well, the big second half hour of the last hour on Sports Day.